Welcome to the MILF Bod Podcast. Mindful, intuitive, lifestyle, fitness. An all-encompassing wellness resource for women featuring some of the most successful, influential mothers and experts out there. I'm your host, Cherokee Luker, mother, model, fitness trainer, and wellness enthusiast. Join me as we dive into all things MILF. Happy MILF Monday, everyone. We're starting out September with my fellow Virgo sister, beautiful friend, and new member to the motherhood, Lauren Curlin. Although Lauren's baby is only five months old, she is such a wealth of knowledge when it comes to all things mommy, pregnancy, and postpartum related. I loved this conversation so much because it was so raw and unfiltered, and Lauren's approach to motherhood breaks all the stigmas, and we love that here on the MILF Bod Pod. We touch on topics such as being resourceful, Lauren's beautiful experience with home birth and her advocacy for it. We talk being unconventional, sleep training, relationships, both work and romantic, and so much more. I learned a lot on this episode, and it really had me taking notes on all the things I'm going to do differently with baby number two. Get out your pens and notepads because this is a really informative episode. So please welcome the lovely Lauren Curlin to the show. So I don't know about you guys, but I've been on a journey with my skin over the years and I'm finally at a place as I quickly approach 30 where I actually feel like my skin is looking the best it ever has. My goal is to always look dewy, hydrated and glowing and this is where the golden secrets comes in. I recently had the founder of this incredible skincare brand on the podcast, Jessie Golden, because I've always admired her since I first discovered her in 2021. As soon as I started following her, I immediately purchased the firming wand, and since then, my Golden Secrets collection has grown to the face oil, the face mist, the instant glow face mask, the dry brush paired with the body oil, the long lash growth serum, and the organic coconut lip balm. If I had to narrow it down, I'd have to say my three favorite products are the face oil, the face mist, and the long lash growth serum. The Golden Secrets is a cruelty-free and sustainable skincare brand rooted in nature to help make you feel like a golden goddess. The goal of the brand is to inspire rituals of self-love and unveil an everlasting glow. And let me tell you, the products do just that. I can't recommend these products enough, and if you need proof of just how amazing this brand is, I highly recommend following Jessie, as she is a walking advertisement for every single item. And if you guys haven't listened to her episode, I recommend dropping what you're doing and listening right now. She's such a wealth of knowledge, and it brings me so much joy to support brands that deliver actual results and are giving back. So if you too want to unleash that glowing goddess, head over to thegoldensecrets.com to get 10% off your order when you use the code MILFBOD. That's thegoldensecrets.com. Use code M-I-L-F-B-O-D for 10% off your order. Enjoy. Hi, Lauren. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Of course. And more importantly, welcome to the motherhood gang. I'm so happy to be here. It's pretty wild. Yeah. And it's still pretty fresh for you, huh? Because Lennon is five months now? Yeah. So what I love that he turns the next month every first of the month because he's born on March 1st. Oh, So like he's six months, September 1st. That's kind of cool. Yeah. I like that. So I usually like to kind of go in like chronological order whenever I interview someone, but I feel like <laughs> I want to start out with your birth story and like how you went into labor because it's so epic and it's so funny. And so, it involves you, technically. Yeah, yeah, technically it does. I wish I had been there, but I was there virtually. <laughs> you were there virtually on FaceTime, which is we'll we'll talk about in the story, but yeah, you can give a little intro. Uh, my name is Lauren Curlin. Um, I'm a personal assistant. My boss actually got me into the whole 
natural birthing space. And the reason that I had a home birth was because I learned from her that that was something that we actually can do. And it's not just a hippy dippy thing to do. And after reading her book, it's called Your Body's Magic. It's an amazing book for new moms or expecting moms. I really decided that this is something I can do. I want to give it a shot. So my husband and I got pregnant June last year, 2022. Our first try, I had just gotten off the pill and I had a beautiful pregnancy, no complications. And in the beginning, I said to my husband, I want to have a home birth. And he was like, really? Like, are you sure? (laughs) How do I even know that that's an option? Right. So I showed him all of the documentaries, the business of being born. We watched everything. We read all the books. I explained everything to him. And we were like, all right, we're going to do it. And I found a local midwife who we interviewed and met with and I became obsessed with. And so she met with us multiple times throughout our pregnancy, both of us together, totally eased his mind, made me feel super empowered. Yeah. And I had a beautiful pregnancy, nothing, no symptoms. I was like, I could do this all day. It was amazing. So fast forward to 38 weeks, three days. (laughs) my boss and your man, Josh Ryan, renowned photographer, Uh surprised me. And he flew to Florida to do my maternity shoot, which I didn't think was going to happen because we originally wanted to do it in LA. And I was like, I don't feel like I should get on a plane. And I just took the idea out of my head that that was even going to happen. I was like, forget that. There's no way that Josh is going to do my photos. Like, no. So Hope texted me like the night before and was like, get your hair and makeup done tomorrow. Come to my house. Josh is coming for you. And I was like, what? So I'm, you know, freaking out, shaving my whole body, you know, doing all the things. And (laughs) you can't see your vagina. (laughs) Literally. I'm like, can you help me? Yeah. It was wild. I was huge too. Like big, big belly. And usually, I mean, you know, you do your maternity photos probably like six months, seven months. Right. full-blown pregnant, right? Right. You're at the end, but you didn't look it though. You don't look like you were huge at all. You look beautiful. Well, I was all belly and that was probably because I had a boy too. I mean, that's what they say, right? right? But I was all belly. I wasn't puffy anywhere. Like from the back, I didn't look pregnant. So I felt super confident. So I come to Hope's house. We have this gorgeous shoot. I mean, you know, Josh has the whole production there, right? Like- the, the photos set are amazing. And the, everything. It was just gorgeous. So throughout the shoot, her and him were just making me feel like so confident. I'm not a model. I'm not like comfortable in front of the camera, but they were just like, you know, I was pretty much naked in front of both of them. And I felt so empowered and so beautiful. And they were showing me the photos on the screen. And I was like, wow, like I look like that. That's amazing. So all of like the serotonin during the day and yeah. everything just leading up and leading up and <laughs> So we wrapped the shoot. He was putting me in all these different positions too, which hope the credits maybe next step. I feel like that definitely is a contributing factor. Um, I was definitely sore by the end of the day and even sore later in the day. But we end up going at the end of the day. It was like three o'clock. They want to go for oysters. I'm like, great, let's go for oysters, you know? So I'm sitting with them and they're eating their oysters and drinking their Aperol spritzes. And I'm sitting there eating my hush puppies. And I remember the whole scenario like to a T. I was sitting at a high top and Hope was next to me. Josh was across from me. And I like felt something. And I was like, "Mm, like, I don't know what that was. But I'm pretty sure my water just broke here at this restaurant. Like, what the F? Like, I was freaking out. And I didn't say anything out loud yet. Yeah. What did it feel like? I thought it was like a discharge. Yeah. Normal. All women have that. So I'm like sitting in the chair. I'm wearing a tiny little tight dress, like tight yeah. short dress. <laughs> sitting in the chair and I'm like, I'm just going to go check that out. So I get up and walk to the bathroom. Didn't say anything to them. I excuse myself. I'm walking to the bathroom and there's fluid dripping down my leg. Oh, I'm like, okay, like this might be happening. Mind you, I had nothing prepared at home. I thought I was going way past 40 weeks. So I didn't right. have anything. My mom was flying in the first. We had so many things to do at the house to prep. The tub wasn't blown up. Everything was not in place. So all these things are going through my head as I'm walking back to the bathroom. I sit down on the toilet. More fluids coming out. I'm like, 
my water definitely just broke at this restaurant. Like I didn't even know what to do. So I collected myself. I shoved some toilet paper in my underwear and I'm like <laughs> walking back to the table and it's just dripping down my leg. And I'm like, oh my God. Like I was like waddling too and huge pregnant. Like people are probably like, what is this girl doing? Oh, I'm like very calmly at the table next to Hope. And, and I looked at her and I said, I don't know if this is really happening, but I'm pretty sure my water just broke. And she freaked out, right? Like screaming in the restaurant. Like, we're having a baby. Oh my God. Josh, check. I need to go right now. Like screaming, everyone's staring. <laughs> oh my god, I wish I had been there. It was awesome. She was like so excited, and she's been through this before, right? She's had right. two home births, and she was ready, and she was there for me every single step of the way until we got home. I get in the car. Josh gets the check. She left her purse on the table. Thank God, Josh grabbed it. We get in the car. We call Bill on the way. He thought we were kidding. He was at work, and. Josh FaceTimes you while we're on the way. <laughs> yeah. Well, first, it's because I texted him. I said, oh, how's the shoot going? And literally all he texted back was uh, water emojis, water emojis, and like something else. And I was like, wait, what? Because <laughs> I just didn't even expect that to ever happen. Like, I thought for sure you would have gone, you know, at least to 39 weeks or something. But And Worse. I was like, what? And then he FaceTimed me. <laughs> I was like, okay, that makes sense. I remember sense. exactly where we were in my neighborhood when he FaceTimed you and you picked up and he's like, hey, Lauren's water just broke. And we, yeah. we were like, <laughs> like freaking out. Yeah, it was pretty surreal. I had no idea that that was going to happen, of course. Oh my god! So yeah, Josh was there. We drive up, we pull up. Bill pulls up the same time as us. Hope comes inside, takes charge right away. Bill, go get the tub. Start blowing it up. I'm going to change the sheets on the bed. Josh is downstairs in my living room. Like, what is going on? (laughs) And she was like, get in the shower. You're going to maybe not start contractions. It could be 24 hours. And everything you learn goes right out the window when you're in that 100%. Especially with a surprise. Right. Yeah. No remembrance of how quickly the contractions come. What they feel like. How many minutes are you supposed to be timing? Everything goes right out the door. It just happened really, really fast. And to put it on top of that, you had just shot all day. So I'm sure you were physically exhausted. And it's like a big adrenaline rush to shoot and like really feel confident. At the end of the day, at least for me, I feel drained. It was a long day. Yeah. Yeah. So Hope gets everything ready. You know, she's conducting everything. We call my doula. So we call her and she's like, okay, you know, have a good meal. Take your time. Everything's going to be fine. Call me when your contractions are whatever, three to four minutes apart. Okay. So we're prepping everything. I take a shower. Hope leaves. She sets me up for success. My girlfriend drops off groceries because I didn't have anything for the midwife and the doula. As you know, with the birth, you have to like have food for them because they can be there for days and no one's going to leave and do a grocery run in the middle. Yeah. My girlfriend drops off food and I'm standing in my living room and I was like, oh no, I think I just had a contraction. So I was like, okay, it's happening. Like, let's see. My contractions were like three to four minutes apart within, I don't know, 20 minutes. Like I was in full blown labor so, so quickly. It was crazy. Wow. What time was it? Was it like 6 p.m. or, or yes. what time? I think it yeah. was like just about 6 p.m. when everything started to like really start up and go crazy. And I remember my midwife telling me, when you can pick up the phone and talk to me yourself, like that's how you know I need to come. I like that tip. I can't vocalize and I'm I'm in the zone now. You yep. got to get it. And she didn't expect me to going to labor that quickly either. She knew my water broke, but she was like, that's okay. Everything's going to take its time. We could be here tomorrow. I could be coming over. Nope. She came over right away. And I remember I was upstairs laboring all over the place. You know, I was on the toilet. I was in the tub. I was on the bed. I was up and down the stairs doing everything. And my wife came and she measured me and she was like, yeah, we're having this baby like in a couple hours, like you're like eight centimeters. And I was like, oh, great. That is amazing. It was awesome. And for a first time birth, as you know, it's like not very common, but I say it's the Josh Ryan effect. He full blown put me into labor. 
I know. What induced you really? Do you think it was like the moving around? Do you think it was the hush puppies? Like all of those things. I did all the things leading up to my birth. I was drinking all the teas. I ate six dates a day starting at 34 weeks. I did everything. I was doing Pilates like a maniac. I was like really staying on top of everything. So for sure, you were prepared definitely because you just have had so much knowledge and you've been surrounded by it for so long. So like for first time moms who are maybe thinking, not even doing a home birth, just in general, who want to kind of like help induce themselves naturally. Mm-hmm. What are some things that you did that helped you, you think? Definitely the dates. I don't know why they say that it works. Yeah, I did it too. I put them in a smoothie if you don't like to eat them. I did the red raspberry leaf tea. My midwife also makes this special herbal tea that had other things in it. I couldn't even tell you what it was. And I drank that every single day, a ton of water, walking, curb walking, Pilates. I saw a pelvic floor therapist. So she really got me prepared and taught me everything and really got like the baby in position and taught me how to breathe the proper way. And I think all the things and just manifesting that this is going to happen the way it's going to happen. My midwife told me to put together a hospital bag. It's, you know, on the checklist that they give you all the things you have to prepare for. And I said, I'm not doing that because that's going to put in the universe that there's like an option that that's there. And I was like, I'm not going to the hospital. Having this baby right here in this room that I'm in right now. So of course there are things that happen that prevent us from being able to give birth at home and it's not for everybody and that's okay. But I knew in my mind that that's what I wanted to do and that's exactly what happened. Yeah. And it happened so beautifully and perfectly. Like the way that you describe it just sounds like a dream come true because he came within what, like six-ish hours you were laboring? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's it. Hours. And I pushed for maybe an hour and a half, I want to say. And he was born in the water, which I wanted. And my midwife, I was like on the edge of the tub with my hands forward and my legs behind me. And I remember thinking like, how am I going to get him if he's behind me? So what she does is she like gently pushes him forward in front of you. And then she told me, I get like chills talking about it, reach down and grab your baby. And he was there in the tub in front of me. So I amazing. Down, grabbed him and put him on my chest. And like she helped, oh. you know, of course, after we did the golden hour and all that. And I can't recommend home birth enough. I know you had a beautiful experience too. And it's just, there's nothing like it. And there's no crazy lights and beeping. And you can have the environment exactly how you want it. And then you get into bed and cuddle up with your baby and your husband or your partner, yeah. whoever, right after. And it's like, there's nothing better. Yeah, that for me was definitely one of the best parts, I think, is thinking about the fact that I just got to lay in bed with him and and Josh afterwards. And my parents were there, luckily, in town, and they were serving me delicious food. And it was just like the most comforting thing ever to just be in your own home afterwards and not have to get up and leave and pack your bag. and Get in a car. You know, Could you imagine? Oh, God, no. So I am so glad that you had such an amazing experience. Yeah, it was really, really nice. And I know it's hard to convince other people to do this because we are not taught that this is a normal thing to do. This is, you right. know, in a lot of cultures, it's way more normal. Like U.S., it's like you go to the hospital, you get an epidural, you have a scheduled C-section. And women just need to know that they can do this and it's so empowering and they're all worried about the pain and all that. Let me tell you, five months later, I'm ready to do it again. And I can't even remember what it was like, the pain. I mean, all you remember is your baby and how excited you are to meet I want to go back for a second and talk about the pelvic floor therapist that you saw, because that's definitely one thing that I wish that I had done during my pregnancy. So how did the sessions go when you went to her? Yeah. Good question. So I know you were actually speaking about it on your last podcast with Brittany, right? Um, And like you said, it's kind of a thing that you don't even know about. What is a pelvic floor? How do we strengthen it or weaken it or whatever? My midwife suggested I go and see this woman and they do physical evaluations such as 
sticking their fingers in your vagina as you're laying there. Wow. Yeah, they assess your pelvic floor. You know, when you do like a Kegel, right? Yeah. You contract your pelvic floor or the muscles in there and they assess if it's too weak, if it's too strong. It's possible that your pelvic floor could be too strong. And I went to this woman and she was also pregnant, like exact same timing as me. She gave birth two weeks later and she was using my midwife and my doula, which was so cool. So we kind of went through everything together. Yeah, she's awesome. And she taught me everything I needed to know. And then she takes notes throughout your session. I saw her, I want to say three times during pregnancy and so far once postpartum. And she evaluates everything. She gives you notes after and exercises. So there was a ton of exercises that she gave me. She gives you example videos on how to do this, how to do that. My issue was, I think my pelvic floor was too strong. So she also wants to see how to relax it because if it's too strong, maybe the baby will like stay up and you won't be able to like let them move down during birth. So she was giving me tips to relax and all these different things I can do. I was having some piriformis pain, which is like the muscle like deep in your butt, sort of like sciatic pain, but it never got to be sciatica. That was towards the end of my pregnancy. So she was giving me some things to do to help with that as well, which was great. It's like you use all these different providers and they sort of come together in harmony to create an amazing experience for your pregnancy. And so I was really lucky that I met all these amazing women down here and got to experience all these different providers because I wouldn't have known. And that's okay that women don't, but I think it's important to educate everybody that there are options to have an easy, if you want to have a natural labor, it doesn't have to be at home. You can have a natural labor at a hospital or a birth exactly. center as well. I feel like hope was probably very instrumental in your whole entire birth journey and process. And I would love to talk a little bit about you and Hope's relationship and kind of how you started working for her. Because I think when I first met you was at the ranch in, I think it was 2019 or something like that. Yep. I feel like you had just kind of started working for her, but I can't remember. Yeah, I started in, it'll be five years this September. Yeah. So 2019, I met you there. Yeah. And to go back, she has been so instrumental in my whole pregnancy and my birth process. And even postpartum now as a new mom to have a boss that understands what you're going through as a mom and to be able to relate to you and also give you like the time and the space. And just to be understanding is so helpful because I can't say that if I worked for a man, I would be in the same place that I am today in my job. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I slid into her DMs in 2018 and I told her that I was like a fan of hers and I knew she was launching a brand, which of course years later became And I asked her if she needed an assistant. She sent my info to her team and I was sitting in front of her in a coffee shop in New York, maybe like a week or two later. And she was like, when can you start? Oh, wow. And I worked for her ever since. That is so cool. And I think that's such a good lesson for everybody to just go after what you want. Like, who cares if you don't get an answer back? Who cares if they say no? Like, what do you got to lose? Yeah, exactly. That's so cool that you just slid in. And yeah. How did you know about Hope before? Followed her on social media. I actually always say that I think Joyce was Demi Lovato's makeup artist. And I was a big Demi fan in like high school. And I remember her posting pictures with Hope and I was like, oh my gosh, this woman's so cool. She's got the best life. She's beautiful. This was before she was married, before she had kids. And so I've been following her for a long time and just loving her journey of pregnancy and learning about this home birth. I'm like, I've never seen anybody have a home birth. This is crazy. And so, yeah, I reached out on a whim and here we are now. Yeah. And I love you and Hope's relationship. I think it's very, very special and unique to work for someone who you're also so close with on a personal level. But like, how do you feel like you balance that line of like professionalism and being friends with her? Because you guys are actually really good friends and it's really cool. It it is a fine line, right? You don't want to be too comfortable with each other, but we do get along really, really well. I'm super, super lucky to have her as a mentor and a friend, of course. But we can just kind of turn it off. Like we can sit in a room and just get down to business and turn it off. We can be having like a conversation about one thing and then 
switch over to business really quickly. Like we have kind of gotten into a really good flow. So we're lucky that we get along and we can also work together because a lot of my prior bosses, they're all men. And I find that working for a woman has just been totally life-changing and I would never go back to working for a man. I tell her that all the time. And just being able to like relate to each other now as a mother is just amazing. But I bet it's a whole other level now. Whole other level. And she's so understanding and really, really just understands what I need as a mom and a woman now. And I tell her all the time, I'll work for her forever if she'll have me. I think there's a lot of room to grow and I've learned so much working for her. So I'm super grateful. Yeah. You're such a hard worker. You're amazing. Every time I'm in your guys' presence, I feel like everything just runs so smoothly when you're there. I just have so much confidence whenever you're there. I'm like, okay, Lauren's here. It's going to be good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I love what I do. So it makes it a lot better. It's so cool that you're able to have that relationship in your work life. And also on top of that, it seems like you and your husband, his name's Bill, right? Because I've never met him. How did you guys meet? Yeah, we met in New York. It's going to be 10 years, 10 years that we've been together, probably like 12 that we've known each other. He was my manager at a restaurant that I worked at in New York. Ooh, that's spicy. Yep. I like that. And something that you and I have in common is Bill and I have a big age difference. He's 17 years older than me. Oh, I didn't know that. And you're turning 30 this year too, right? Yes. Yeah, me too. (gasps) When's your birthday again? September 22nd. When's September 4th? Stop it. Girl, I didn't know that either. I knew you were turning 30 this year. I heard you say it on one of your shows. Yeah. Yeah. So I met Bill when I was 20. So like imagine my poor mother hearing that I'm coming home with this man who's 37 years old. Oh my God. Yeah. I can relate. My mom was not thrilled either. Of course not. But of course now they love him. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's all good. Yes. She's obsessed with him. And both of my parents are. My dad loves him too. Yeah. Yeah. He was my manager at the restaurant I worked at. He was at first a server and I kind of knew him and then he became manager. And then we like sort of secretly started talking because we didn't want anyone to know because it's it's a no-no thing. You don't ever want to have a workplace romance. And he ended up moving from the restaurant I was at to Tao. And finally, we were able to like come out and tell people that we right. were dating. <laughs> Everyone was freaking out. I moved in with him six months after we started dating. But yeah, 10 years later, here we are and we have a baby and everything is just fell into place. You guys are so cute. And I feel like you guys have traveled to so many cool places together. Yeah, we have. So he worked in the restaurant industry, still does, but we only got to see each other really like two times a year when we traveled. Although we lived together, our schedules were polar opposite. So I always worked like an office job in New York, like a nine to five. And he'd get home at like three in the morning and sleep till what, 11. So I wouldn't see him in the morning. And then I'd get home at five. He wouldn't be home and I'd go to bed and we would miss each other. Like, oh, wow. So we always had like one day off with me. We try to always like shoot for Sundays, which was never guaranteed. So it was really, really hard and still is, especially now with a baby, it's impossible because he gets home at like one in the morning and then I'm up with the baby at seven and he's barely gotten any sleep. He doesn't fall asleep till two or three. And then he's exhausted when he wakes up. So it was really hard for us to like adjust to that. So we decided non-negotiable. We're traveling twice a year. We're going to do our big trips. And it started with, I guess my 21st birthday was like my big first like trip traveling with him. And he took me to Vegas. And then we've just been doing like all little trips around the world ever since. And that's like our time to really be together, not be stuck with this stupid schedule that he has and really get to spend like quality time. So Oh, I love that you guys have made that a non-negotiable. Like I was having a conversation today actually with a girl that I was working with and her man is in kind of like a similar situation. But she was saying that it's also kind of nice because, you know, that's saying like absence makes the heart grow fonder. And so it is nice that when you guys are able to spend time together, it's like extra special. It's like real quality time. So quality over quantity for sure. Yes, I agree with that. We definitely like fight. We don't fight at all. 
we fight way less because of the schedules because the time that we're together, we have to make it count. So other couples that are maybe like, I have friends now that even like work from home after COVID with their partner. They're like, we want to kill each other. Like you can't even go in like the other room without seeing them all day. And it's like, oh my gosh. So it worked for us for the longest time, but now he's finally making a career change, which is a blessing because I've had no holidays with him all these years. Oh yeah, that is hard. So weekends, like we get invited to a party. It's like, oh, don't know if Bill will be able to come because it's on a Saturday. Like that's not normal. So we're finally moving into a nine to five job for him, which is going to be amazing. Yeah, especially now with Lennon. Yes. As busy individuals and parents that are always on the go, it's nice to be able to utilize products that not only look good, but are functional as well. Ondar products are next level quality using highly sourced leather that helps minimize and organize what you carry. I'm a huge fan of the Indie, which is this gorgeous crossbody bag that they designed. And I can't tell you how convenient, durable, and cute it is. I got it in the color Crema, which is a nice neutral color that I can pair with anything when I'm on the go. I was recently in New York and it was so nice having the perfect size bag to just throw over my body with all my essentials in there. They also make backpacks, wallets, phone cases, and so much more. So for 15% off your order, just use code CherokeeLuker at checkout when you go to Ondar.com. That's code CherokeeLuker, capital C, and capital L for 15% off your order at ondar.com. I feel like we're kind of moving backwards, but I don't think I know. Like, are you from New York originally? Yeah, born and raised. I was born in Queens, moved to Long Island when I was like four or five. And then I went to Hunter in the city didn't graduate. I ended up leaving college for a great job opportunity and it was amazing. So I was at Hunter for two years and then I dropped out. And then I stayed in the city up until 2021 when we moved down here to Florida. So cool. So now living in Florida, do you feel like the quality of life is like much better there? (laughs) It is. It really is. It must be so hard raising a child in New York City. How do people do that? I don't know. We considered having a child there when we were living there. I think our first thought was like move out of Manhattan and into Brooklyn where it's a little more chill. But it's doable. It's just not the same experience. We always said, though, that kids that grow up in New York, if someone's like, I'm from New York City, they have such a good like wit about them and they know everything about life and they're so independent at such a young age. I mean, imagine Hunter being like, Hey mom, I'm going to Central Park with my friend. You're like, what? Like there's like millions of people in this city. My heart just dropped thinking about that. So I mean, (laughs) we considered it of course, but moving to Florida was like the move for us. And now we're in a neighborhood where the kids are riding the bikes all around all day and you're not worried about things like that. Of course, you have to be careful anyway, but it's such a different life down here and it's more chill. And it was really hard for me to adjust because I'm such a type A go, go, go kind of person. But I got used to it really quick because it's really beautiful and it's super clean and schools are good. I love it. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about how motherhood has been going for you for these past five months. Like, how are you feeling? And are you finally feeling like you're like fully adjusted? Because I feel like the first three months are definitely the hardest. The first three months for me were hell. I'm not going to lie. I feel like people don't tell you that the newborn phase sucks for me. I mean, I know every baby's different. And a lot of people that I bring it up to, they're like, oh yeah, you didn't know? Like the newborn phase is awful. Yeah. We need to talk about it more. Oh my gosh. I can't believe women don't tell each other this. It's like a secret. Everyone's like, oh, you know, my goodness, my baby's so cute. I'm in bliss right now. And I love my life. And it's like, I hated my life. My hormones were crazy. My body was changing. I was bleeding forever. You have to wear diapers. No one tells you that either. I know. I had no idea. 
how are we supposed to know? Exactly. Your body is healing. You're mad at your partner because they can't help you because you're breastfeeding and you're the only one that can please this baby and you just want 10 minutes of sleep and it's not possible. I am so glad you're bringing this up. Thank you. (laughs) Oh my God. Thank you so much. It was awful. And I say it all the time. I would rather give birth naturally in my home with no drugs a hundred more times than have a newborn again. I want more kids, of course, but like hand me them when they're like four months old. Like that would be great. They're so cute and they're little, but Lennon had a tongue and a lip tie. So he was swallowing a bunch of air when he was drinking and he was super gassy. So he cried all day. And you don't know what's wrong and you feel helpless and you feel awful because you're like, am I hurting my baby? Is there something wrong? I knew in my gut that there was something wrong. So I hired a lactation consultant around 12 weeks, which was scary late because it should have been earlier. My breastfeeding was going great and I was, you know, not having issues, but there was something wrong with him. Like we were just not compatible. So I saw that consultant and she came over to the house and she's like, look, I can't diagnose him because I'm not a pediatric dentist or a doctor, but I think you should go to this pediatric dentist. He's going to tell you that your son has a tongue and a lip tie. And I've heard of what these things are. Of course, I've seen a million videos on TikTok. I always say TikTok raised my son because I learned all I know about- You were telling me that. I'm I'm going to utilize TikTok ne- next time I get pregnant, to. which is probably going to be soon. <laughs> oh, yay. It's so exciting. Every time I type in the search bar, like you can literally search tongue and lip tie or tongue tie. And every mom on earth that uses TikTok will be making videos about how their experience went getting the tie reversed or what the s- symptoms were that made them see a lactation consultant. I mean, you can look up everything. When I first started saving my milk and freezing my milk, I didn't know what to do. They don't teach you that. So I went on TikTok and all these women were teaching me how to freeze my milk in a safe way and then how to defrost it. I learned everything on there. That's a good resource for everyone out there. Just type it in on TikTok. People don't know that someone said to me the other day, I thought you just dance on there. I'm like, no, it's so informative. <laughs> I you just Literally, it has raised Lennon, like hand to God. I have seen so many people on there, just normal moms, not like influencers, not creators. They're just normal moms making videos, helping each other. And then in the comments, you'll get all of the advice. And it's like a community. It's really cool. I mean, you have your Facebook groups, right? Like your new mom's Facebook groups and stuff, but it's cool to like have a visual of things. Definitely. I want to see how to do it. So anyway, back to the tongue tie. So we got it reversed. They did it with a laser. It was so sad. And I cried so much because he was screaming, you know, and they did this little procedure. It took less than five minutes. He latched on right away. Within two weeks, we had a new baby. I knew that I did the right thing. I felt so bad for putting him through that pain, but he was hurting in other ways. And I knew that this quick fix was just going to be something that was going to make our lives a lot easier. And then something else I did to get myself out of the newborn terribleness was sleep training. And I know that as like a crunchy mom who, you know, had a home birth and doesn't do other things, I was kind of frowned upon for me to do sleep training. A lot of people think that that's like evil and you don't want your baby to cry. And who cares? It's your journey. I know. I hate the mom shame. Totally. It's like, if you have a home birth, you can't sleep train your baby. It's like, <laughs> right? no, you can do whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> Absolutely agreed. And my baby needed it. Let me tell you, he was only sleeping on me, like physically had to be laying on me. He was napping on me. We'd be downstairs. People would come and visit and they'd have to be quiet because the baby was sleeping on me and they couldn't even have a conversation. And I'd be like, so we're all like texting in the room or they had to go outside to talk because the baby was sleeping. After maybe 15 minutes, he'd wake up and start crying. So he couldn't get like a deep sleep and he wouldn't sleep anywhere but on me. Finally, at four months, I said, I can't do this anymore. I was waking up eight times in the night to feed him. I was hallucinating. I was literally having hallucinations because I was so tired. And I said, you know what? I'm not only doing this for me, I'm doing it for him because he needs to rest in order to grow and to have a healthy immune system. This baby needs to get sleep. So I hired a sleep trainer and she was 
a godsend. Within two nights, my baby slept through the night without a feeding. I think he was almost like begging for it. So we put him in his own room, which again is something that like they don't recommend you. Uh, He's fine. We have the monitor. He wears the owlet. I know that he's breathing. I watch him all night, of course, still. And he's sleeping right now. He went to bed at 6.30 and I won't see him until seven in the morning. And he just does so well and he needed it so bad. And now my marriage is back to where it was and my relationship is thriving and I can do things at night instead of having to go to bed with him. I used to put him to bed at eight o'clock and I'd be in bed with him at eight o'clock because otherwise I wasn't going to sleep. So that has been such a game changer. And I feel like if people can do it, they should. And again, TikTok is a great resource. I ended up hiring somebody because I wanted a really personalized plan and I didn't want to have to do all the digging because all babies are different. So I didn't want to like have to do trial and error. I just wanted this woman to tell me exactly what to do and it worked. And he barely cried. He wanted to be in his own bed. I didn't know. I thought he only wanted to sleep on me. So I had no idea. So was it virtual? So yeah. So she is actually local here to Florida, but she takes clients all over the world. It's called the Cradle Coach. And they send me like a questionnaire, very detailed. They ask me things that I didn't even think mattered because what you don't realize is that sleep is so heavily correlated with how much they're eating during the day. If you're not giving them all the calories while they're awake, they're going to wake up in the night looking for food, right? So I was feeding him a little bit here, a little bit there, not on a schedule. He was eating on demand, which as a newborn is great. You're not allowed to sleep train until they're 12 pounds or four months, whichever comes first. Hmm. So he hit 12 pounds before four months because he's a big baby. But I did it like maybe a week before he turned four months. And night and day, I'm telling you, it was worth every single penny. It wasn't that expensive. They put together a plan for you and then they make you a personalized video. So she walks you through the entire plan. If you want to, you can get on the phone with them. And then for seven nights, she is your pen pal. You write to her every single night with a log of exactly what happened and how we can fix it for the next night. So I'd have a million questions. So I had a long email chain with her that went on for seven nights and we just went back and forth, back and forth. Every single morning I'd wake up, document all that happened the night before, and then we'd make little tweaks on how I can adjust his schedule and make it work for him. And he's about to hit the six month mark, which will be a different feeding schedule and a different nap schedule because his week times will be longer. So we're excited for that because it's longer time in between feeding. But now that we're introducing solids, he'll get more calories throughout the day and then he'll have more energy to stay awake and he'll sleep really well at night. So that is really awesome. Yeah. I just forewarning if you guys I ever know, travel you told me <laughs> yeah if you ever travel together make sure Lennon doesn't sleep in the bed with you and get used to it if you travel together because that's what happened with us and I know. yeah we had Hunter pretty much sleep trained he was sleeping in his own room and it was going great and we took him to Cabo with us he slept in the bed with us and when we went back home he was like nope <laughs> But now it's like more so me who's more attached to him. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I feel like he probably could sleep in his own room and be totally fine. But it's like, but I love cuddling him I and, and I would miss him. But I know that I probably should just, you know, do it. But next baby for sure, I'm doing that and sleep training. Especially I can't imagine having a toddler in the house and then the baby's up all night crying and then you have to wake up and be present for the toddler as well. Yeah. I can't imagine doing that. Oh my gosh. What's one thing that you feel like has surprised you about motherhood? If there is anything. Hmm. Breastfeeding is hard. Yeah. I didn't think that that wasn't going to happen, but it's a struggle. And to be honest, I know you were telling me that, you know, your journey ended And I hate to say the word early because even doing a week of breastfeeding is amazing, but I just ended at five months and I didn't give up. My milk just stopped flowing and I didn't get it to come back. I tried the oatmeal thing. We were talking about all the different diets that you do and all the water and all the different drinks I saw on TikTok that you're supposed to drink and body armor and 
every single thing. I tried all the supplements and it just went away. And I did not know that. I thought, yeah, it'd be fine. I'm going to go until he's a year old or whatever, until he yeah, gets teeth. That's what I thought. People say to stop. And I had no idea that it was such a struggle. And it's, you feel really guilty because you don't want to give them formula. But at the same time, do I want my baby to starve? No. But exactly. There's such propaganda around breastfeeding and breast is best and you're not supposed to give your baby formula. And especially as a mom, you know, in the little crunchy community, if you see people are like, oh my gosh, you should get a milk donor instead. Like, no, like it's okay to give your baby formula. That's definitely a stigma that is so dirty. I think that moms make each other feel bad. And again, you see all these women online with all these crazy freezers full of milk and they are overproducers. That's not normal. Normal moms yeah. can pump maybe one to two ounces each time or maybe one to two ounces a day. Toward the end of my experience, I was pumping like a half an ounce a day throughout all of my like six pumps. And yep. you feel so guilty, but at the end of the day, your baby's going to be fine. Your baby's going to do really well and thrive. And yes, he's going to be healthy no matter what. I'm so glad you brought up this point too, because I feel like it is such a thing that we want to keep like hush hush as as moms because we do feel so much shame and guilt around it. Like I felt like a failure basically because I had in my mind, I was like, I definitely want to make it to a year. And when you don't make it to your goal, it's also like the outside pressure, also personal pressure you're putting on yourself. But I'm so glad that you brought that up because it's fine. Like, and there are so many great formulas out there. Like you said, I think you mentioned you're using the Holly formula, right? Yeah. Yeah. And you can ship it now from Europe, which has like better standards. It's a little more money, but if you can do it, it's worth it. Worth it. And, you know, now that we're introducing solids, he's of course going to continue formula until he's year old, but it's so fun to like experiment with different foods and we're doing baby led weaning. So we're giving him real food. Like he's just getting yeah. a straight up piece of a banana and eating it and doing like- Is he loving uh, it? Avocado. He loves it. It's really cute. He did not like the avocado. I don't think he liked yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. But we're going to start giving him food that we eat. And I'm again, part of all of these Facebook groups and I have the Solid Starts app and there's all these different resources now that- women just can learn whatever they need to learn online and not feel afraid and feel so supported by all these other moms that have the same experiences and they want to learn just like you want to learn. Yeah. Everyone's journey is so different. And I feel like there's so much mom shame, you know, in the mom community. And I feel like I'd want to break that so badly, especially you know, with all of these women on this podcast, every single person's journey is so, so different. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, who cares? Yeah. There's not one right way to mother. There's not one size fits all. Every single baby's different. Someone might say like, oh my gosh, you didn't love your newborn because he was crying a lot. That's not the case. But like someone could say that their newborn was perfectly fine and didn't even cry once. I didn't have that experience and my life sucked for three months. Someone might have a bad toddler. My toddler could be awesome. I have no idea how it's going to go, but we need to support each other and hear each other out and share stories so we can find similarities. And I had like four girls reach out to me and say, oh my gosh, you had a home birth. I've wanted to do that. I would love to hear about your experience. Would you tell me a little more? And I've of course, like call me. I want to be an open book. I want to tell you everything. And I want to empower women to be able to do what they want to do. And one woman even said to me, you know, my mom told me I couldn't have a home birth because it was dangerous. I'm like, listen to what you just said. Like, sure. We love our moms. They're there to guide us. This is your body and your choice and your life. This is your baby. If you think you want to have a home birth, do not listen to anybody else. Like, you go and do that. We yeah. are meant to do this. These sections only started in what? I mean, I, don't quote me, but like within the last, I don't know, however, however many Pretty years. Pretty recently. Yeah. How do you think we were giving birth before this? I know. Epidurals? No way. Like women have been giving birth since the beginning of time. That's something that Hope has told me from the beginning. And that has really stuck with me because it's like, duh. We're literally put on this earth to do this exact thing. Yeah. We can figure it out. And I think to like tap into your intuition, you know, it's 
much easier said than done. And of course, you want to listen to your mom's advice and all of that. But you got to listen to your heart and your gut and just do what's best for you. And I'm so glad that she reached out to you, though, because that's, you know, that's taking a step in the right direction. I've spoken to a couple of other women and one of which I got to go to my midwife and she's using my doula. So I feel like even just helping one person is just making a change. And the same thing with her. She was like, you know, my husband is scared. And I was like, no, this is what you need to tell him. Like, have him call me. Like, Bill will talk to him. And (laughs) I feel like I want to just shout it from the rooftops that this is like something that we can do. And again, I understand there are circumstances where health might get in the way absolutely, or someone might not be able to afford it. You know, insurance doesn't always cover home births. Like it can cover a hospital birth, but if you are able to do it and you want to do it, there are so many resources and so many women that are willing to talk about their experience and text me. I don't care. Like if you want to know anything, I will tell you all about my experience and I will walk you through it up until you give birth on the day. Like I (laughs) would love to be able to just change one person's life and be able to empower them to give birth at home or naturally. You don't need all the interventions. It's not necessary. And I had such a beautiful experience and my son is perfectly healthy. I know. And then I want to have another one. (laughs) Yes. I, I actually talked to my midwife about that recently and she was like, wait until a year. Your body needs to heal. Please wait until a year. I mean, I know people do it like one on top of the other, but she was like, at least give your body one year to heal. Really? That's what she recommended? Yeah. I didn't know. I mean, I thought I would just like get it over with, but if you think about it, your uterus has a dinner plate sized wound from your placenta attaching from it. So that's a wound in your body that needs to heal. Right. And if you think about it, it takes nine or basically 10 months to grow it. So you need basically that same amount of time to heal it. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. That and also I was in a really good place where my pelvic floor was in great shape. I didn't get diastasis, which for those who don't know, your abs can separate. I didn't get that because I really kept up with my Pilates throughout pregnancy. But if you don't get to a place where everything is healed and your pelvic floor is re-strengthened or your diastasis is healed and you do it all over again, you're just going to get yourself into a much deeper hole and harder to heal afterwards. So I think it was a good point that she made, like wait until one year and then your babies will be like a little less than two years apart, which is great. Yeah, that's perfect. Okay, let's dive into the acronym. I would love to know what Lauren does to stay mindful because I know you've got your plate real full, but you're Wait, you're you're a Virgo, right? Because the twenty second yeah. is t- yeah. yeah. So okay, we're both Virgos. Yes. So I know you're super super organized, and I don't know if you can relate to how they describe you know a typical Virgo, like very yeah. Type A and organized. Right. But yeah, what do you do to stay mindful? My midwife actually told me when I talked to her too. She's like, your next pregnancy, you need to meditate. Like you need to zone out and just like turn off the phones. Every time I'm in every appointment, I have like both phones going like, sorry, 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 I'm working, I'm working. Or, you know, my mom's calling, whatever. I can't meditate for the life of me. So mindfulness is not that for me and that's okay. Yeah. It looks different for everyone. I think taking one thing at a time for me has been really helpful. I read that book, The One Thing years ago. I forget his name. The author is like Gary something. And it's like, For me to compartmentalize what I have to do every day is just like one thing at a time. If I get myself all crazy and I have my list in front of me, work and personal, you got to do this, you got to do that. And if you're thinking about a million things at the same time, it gets very overwhelming, especially being a mom. You put your baby down for a nap, you have an hour, whatever, you might have 15 minutes to do what you need to do. Your brain (laughs) can explode especially with like a newborn. Like when I was able to put him down, it's like, okay, I got to do the dishes, got to do the laundry, got to go get them. Like all these different things. So to stay mindful, I definitely just like take everything step-by-step, one thing at a time, finish a task and then go to the next one. Don't pile yourself up and just like get your mind all crazy because I do that too. I mean, and then sometimes I just like take a breath and be like, okay, compartmentalize. What needs to be done first? What's most important? And then we'll work our way down the list. Yeah. I love that. I need to implement that more into my life because 
I can definitely fall victim to <laughs> getting overwhelmed because I, you know, I make my to-do list and then I'm like, I'm so limited on time. But I like what you said is just like do it in list of like priority. And so get the most important thing done first. And then just if you can finish it, then great and move on to the next one. If it has to wait until tomorrow. It has to wait until tomorrow. Like that's been really hard for me especially with work because I'm always like, got to do it now. Got to do it right this second. Like I can't wait one more second. It's like, okay, take a breath. Like it's okay if it waits until tomorrow, like get some sleep, maybe, you know, prioritize (laughs) mental health and then get to the task. It's not do this second. You can let it sit in the inbox or let it sit on your to-do list for a little more time. Yeah. I feel like too, as Virgos, that's really hard for us to do because we're just like, oh, (laughs) But yeah, that's that's really good advice. How do you listen to your intuition? Yeah, I mean, becoming a mom, I feel like I never really had like crazy intuition. I'd always be like, oh my God, I love that person. And then they end up being a piece of shit or something. <laughs> like I just like trust everybody Aww. and see the good in people maybe. Maybe that's like my downfall. But now that I'm a mom, like I just know. Like, And people always say that, like, you're just going to know. Like you'll know what to do. I guess if you just threw someone into being a mom and they had no idea, they've not seen one TikTok, they haven't read one book, they haven't watched one documentary, (laughs) they're going to figure it out. Like it just turned the switch on in me and I just know what my baby needs. Like I can tell you why he's crying, what he needs. And I'm sure you can really relate to this, especially now that Hunter's like talking, like you guys are one person, like you do everything together. He's going to be next to you all the time. And you know exactly what he needs without him even having to say it. Absolutely. And I feel like it can apply to other areas in your life too. I don't know about you, but I feel like, you know, when it comes to motherhood, it's just so biologically wired in us as women to just know what to do. Like you said, like if nobody had ever read a book or watch a TikTok, like you would know what to do. And I feel like because I feel so confident in being a mother, it's also like leaked into other areas of my life. And I'm like, oh, okay. Like, let me just think about it for a second. Let me think about how I feel and assess the situation. And it's just made me more confident in being able to listen to my intuition. Definitely. What are some of your lifestyle non-negotiables? prioritizing sleep for me has always been a big deal. And I always have eight hours of sleep. I love to go to bed early and wake up early. That's like my thing. Like what's your ideal time? I would love to go to bed at like nine and wake up at like 630. That's perfect. That sounds amazing. And I typically did that. Even when I was pregnant, I never had a hard time sleeping. I slept really, really well. Fast forward, the baby's here. Boom. All that goes out the window. Yeah. I need to prioritize sleep because I'm not my best self if I'm tired. I'm really not. And I can't think straight. And I've never had a sip of coffee in my life. So what? Yeah. I don't drink caffeine of any kind. So I, when I'm up, I'm up. If I'm not up, I'm sleeping. So I can't Wait, be like half You've never taken one sip. Like, hold on. My, my mind is blown. Is it just like you just never wanted to try it? Like, what is it? No, I've never had like the desire. And now that I've made it 30 years, I'm like, I'm not going to get addicted yeah. to this thing. Everyone's so addicted to. Of course, I know what it smells like, but I don't have the desire to be like, I want that in my mouth. I just don't. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Did your parents drink coffee? Yeah, they did like one cup in the morning usually, but not like all throughout the day. Bill drinks right. like four cups in the morning. Like everyone around me is drinking coffee. Everyone. Wow. And I've just yeah. never had the desire. Like it does not look appetizing to me. I've never That's had Coca Cola. I don't know what Coke tastes like. That is really impressive. Clear liquids. Like that's what I always say. I, I like water. I mean, that's what I grew up on is drinking like seltzer and water, and that's it. Wow. That's very rare. Especially growing up in New York, I feel like it's such a stereotypical thing for New Yorkers to be drinking coffee all the time and like never. I mean, I can go like to Starbucks and get like an iced tea or like a matcha or something. I would never go and like out of my way to go get caffeine to wake myself up. It's just I'm just up. Huh. That's really, really impressive. That's awesome. I don't think I've ever met anyone who's (laughs) <laughs> Never had a sip of, I, I truly can't think of one person that I've met. That's really cool. Every time I tell that fact, people are like, 
what? Like, are you okay? Like, yeah. you don't enjoy, like, I know people do it as a ritual too. Maybe they drink decaf, yeah. but they just love to have the ritual of like sipping on coffee in the morning. I look forward to the taste of it in the morning, Yeah, but that's really, really cool. That's a very interesting fact. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So sleep is a big priority for you. That's a non-negotiable. Yep. Are there other things that you implement? Maybe like traveling with Bill. We touched yeah. on making yeah. sure that we have quality time together, especially now that we have Lennon. We've gone on like two date nights so far and, you know, it's hard to leave him. But now that he's sleeping, as soon as he goes down to bed, we're like, bye. You know, we have a babysitter. It's like, let's go out to dinner. Do you use mother products? I mean, of course, I'm, I'm sure throughout your whole entire yes. pregnancy, you slathered that on. Slathered. I did not get one single stretch mark. Same. Because of mother my bras are all like oily because I like yeah. put it on every single morning. So I need to like really soak them. I haven't gotten to that yet because I haven't really worn like normal bras yet. But right. I slathered that stuff all over my body. And of course, this, the face care too, knowing that I know what the ingredients are. They're all pregnancy safe. And my skin stayed perfect throughout my whole pregnancy. Yes, I use every single product. Are yeah, because you your skin is amazing. So that's why I was kind of like, wondering what was going on there. For sure. I'm like a walking billboard when people are like, oh my God, your skin's so nice. I'm like, oh, you should check out this brand. Like it's really good. (laughs) (laughs) How convenient. (laughs) That's awesome. What is your fitness routine currently looking like? I'm still on the Pilates kick. I have in my neighborhood, there are townhomes that have like retail spaces on the bottom. And when I first moved here, I was walking around, I saw a Pilates studio and I was like, oh my gosh, I have to reach out. And when I was like probably like six weeks pregnant, I called her and I said, I want to do private lessons because I feel like when you get stuck in a group class, especially pregnant, if the instructor doesn't really know like prenatal moves or different modifications that you have to make, it could be a little dangerous, especially because I'm not a Pilates instructor and I have no idea what I can and can't do pregnant. So I called this woman and she was like, yeah, come on over. I did one session with her. And I, during my pregnancy, I did at least two times a week, mostly three toward the end. I like tapered off because I couldn't like my belly was such in the way, but (laughs) I started going back postpartum, I would say around 12 weeks. And then I still see her now once a week because that's all I can really do with the baby. But Sunday mornings, like I'm always there with her one-on-one. Oh, that's so nice. Is it Reformer or Matt Pilates? Everything. So she has a Reformer. She has a Cadillac. She does me on the mat too. We do like cardio. We do everything. She like really gives me a super, super good workout. And my core stayed so tight throughout pregnancy. And everyone was telling me, do Pilates, do Pilates. And I was like, okay. I mean, I've done it before, but not religiously. And I love it. Like the way I feel and my, my body... I want to brag about it, but I know that it's not easy for every woman to like get back into shape after pregnancy, but I'm exactly where I started because I worked really hard and I, you know, I kept my fitness routine going and my diet really good. And yeah, I I feel like I'm, my body's completely back to where I was, if not better. And I feel really good physically. So I'm, yeah. And you should be so proud of that. You should be shouting that from the rooftops. Cause like you said, it doesn't come easily. Like you put in the hard work and the effort. And so, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I feel like you're such just like a resourceful go-getter, just like, you know, if you want something done, you just fucking do it. And I love that about you. Yeah. My friends always say that I'm like the encyclopedia. It's like, oh, just ask Lauren. Like she'll, yeah. she'll know some some way to do that or something like that. I do that. I love that about myself too. Like, and if I want to like learn about something, like I'm going to figure it out. If you right. ask me and I don't know, which is like, I don't really not know about many topics, I feel I will figure it out and then I can just like school anyone on it. I'm like, yeah, let's go. Like you want to talk about (laughs) Let's talk about it. So (laughs) I love it. What's one thing, if you could go back in time and give yourself a piece of advice, what's something that you would say to the younger Lauren? I would probably say, I actually think I have it in the back of my phone. And it's so funny because really? I was at Bill's restaurant and I got this fortune cookie. And it was my first time leaving the house pretty much with Lennon. We went to his restaurant for dinner. 
And I have the fortune right here. I keep it in the back of my phone. I and love I it. literally started crying when I opened this fortune because it was like my first time leaving the house and I was freaking out. And it said, relax and take a deep breath. No one knows what they're doing either. And that's like, I mean, oh, it's like, my oh my God, because I was feeling so like overwhelmed with motherhood and oh my gosh, yeah. I'm doing the right thing. And there's so many struggles and obstacles with having a newborn and being a new mom. And I read this fortune. I just like broke down and I was like, damn, oh. like, I wish I could like tell myself this every day. And I keep it in the back of my phone. Cause like when I need a reminder, I'm just like, yeah, like no one knows what they're doing. Like everybody's going through this life blinded yeah. and we're all figuring it out every single day. Like take a deep breath. Like I promise you everything's going to be okay and you're going to figure it out. That's such a good reminder. So what did it say exactly again? What is it again? Relax and take a deep breath. No one knows what they're doing either. And it's so simple. It's like, that's the most simple thing ever, but it's so powerful. Yeah. I like broke down. I was like, oh my God, like they knew I needed this fortune. Like that makes, usually the fortunes that you get, you're like, yeah, whatever. Like what are the lucky numbers, you know? Yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. That is awesome. And I love that you keep it in the back of your phone. That's perfect. Just a little reminder. Okay, Lauren, I adore you. I think you're so amazing. I love you too. And I'm so excited that we're both turning 30 this year. Like, how do you feel? Yeah, you too. I feel great. I mean, it's like a new decade being a mom and it's just like everything's good in life and I'm healthy and I have my beautiful baby and my husband. So much to be thankful for. So much to be thankful for. And, you know, I would think back, you know, if I didn't have a baby, I'd like want this big crazy party. And now I'm just like, you know what? I just want to like be with my family and like have a nice dinner and just, you know, see my friends and my, hopefully my parents can come down and everything is chill. Like everything's good. So there's so many different priorities in life now, but I'm really excited about this new year. This new chapter. I know I am too. Yeah. Everything just gets put into perspective once you have a baby. Mm-hmm. Just your priorities shift completely. Okay, babe, where can everyone find you and connect with you? Yes, I'm at Lauren LMK on Instagram. And anyone who's listening who is thinking of having a home birth and needs an ear, I'm sure yourself or me would be happy to give advice. And yes. I'm always looking to meet women and empower them and teach them about what their bodies are made to do. Yes. Amen, sister. You are incredible. You're super inspiring. Thank you. Thank you you. so much for this. This was so fun. Yeah, of course. Your episode will come out soon and it's going to help so many people. I mean, you're just such a wealth of knowledge. You're you're an encyclopedia. Thank you all for listening to the show. I hope you gained some insight on how to practice becoming more mindful, learn the importance of listening to your intuition, gain some lifestyle takeaways and fitness tips. You can find me on Instagram at Cherokee Luker and the podcast at MILFBODPOD. So make sure you follow me to access exclusive content to help you become a better you, a better mother, and a better human. Talk to you guys next week about all things MILF.